Genesis 25, verses 19 through 34. The birth and youth of Esau and Jacob. These are the descendants of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel the Aramean of Paddan Aram, sister of Laban the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his prayer, and his wife Rebekah conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is to be this way, why do I live? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples born of you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, the elder shall serve the younger. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy mantle, so they named him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand gripping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he was fond of game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Esau says he sells his birthright. Once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field and he was famished. Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stuff for I am famished. Therefore he was called Edom. Jacob said, first sell me your birthright. Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. This is the word of God for the people of God. It is the story of Jacob and Esau, and the story of God's plans for their lives, and how their story is part of Abraham and Sarah, and God's plans for their lives, and how Abraham and Sarah's story is part of God's plan for the chosen people of God. And how the story of God's chosen people is part of God's plan for the salvation and redemption of the world. And it's all contained in the Bible, which took between 35 to 40 men and 1,500 to 1,600 years to write, revealing God's plans upon plans upon plans. Hear what I just said. Some businesses and churches, too, have five-year plans, even ten-year plans. You and I, we are held in the arms of our God who holds to a 1,600-year plan. who holds us 
dearly as part of that plan and powerfully and personally as part of that plan. You are part of God's plan, God's 1,600-year plan for the salvation of the world. Now, if that doesn't make you feel important, I got nothing else for you. That is incredible. That is the significance that God places on each of us. And perhaps that is the message that you need to hear today. Whatever you are experiencing, whatever you are enduring, we can all trust our 1,600-year God to walk with us and see us through. God, who never forsakes us, has a plan. Is that the sermon God is bringing to your heart today? There's a part of the story of Jacob and Esau that is a cautionary tale because Esau did not know the difference between being hungry and true hunger. I cannot tell you the number of times I've come home Oh, I'm starving. Oh, you know, okay, I had to miss lunch. That's kind of what you're getting from Esau here. And he trades his birthright for that? Is he the biggest dummy on the face of the planet? How would you like that story to be recorded of your life for all time? I mean, a birthright. That gave him authority over the family. He had the authority to sign contracts, to make deals. He was the spiritual authority over his family. Setting morality and standards and ideals. He was also, as the oldest child, to receive a double portion of the inheritance. Two brothers, but they split it three ways And the older brother got two portions, the double portion. And he throws all of that away for a bowl of stew. Watch your weak moments. Weak moments have taken many a man and many a woman down paths they have regretted walking for the rest of their lives. Like Esau, they got what they wanted, but they lost what they had. A birthright and everything that comes with it traded for a bowl of stew. Stupid. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think a message about trading birthrights for a bowl of stew still has a place in our day and time? I mean, we don't talk about birthrights very much. When was the last time you had a conversation about your birthright? Well, 
There is a lesson here about instant gratification. Give me that bowl of stew. I'll trade you anything for it right now. I'm just hungry right now. Give it to me. Feed me now. Like Amazon Prime days. Hmm. Two days to get it now. And at bargain basement prices. How many of you spent more than you planned to spend and don't raise your hand because then I'd have to raise mine too? In Rock Hill, Sissy and I get North Carolina news. One of the nice things about going to Lake Junaluska is that we get South Carolina news there. In South Carolina, get North Carolina news. In North Carolina, get South Carolina news. Makes perfect sense. Stupid. For two weeks, we heard almost daily updates about Aretha Franklin's sons fighting it out in court over their inheritance. One report said that the $23 million fortune has been whittled down to $8 million. Two brothers going at it head to head. The more things change, the more they stay the same. The Bible is so relevant. The story of Jacob and Esau was written thousands of years ago, but it could have been plucked directly from today's headlines. We need to read this book. We need to learn our story, our 1,600-year story that still speaks so eloquently and powerfully and needfully to us in 2023. Have you heard your sermon yet? God's words to each of us but also to us as the Aldersgate family of God. Well, as powerful as I believe those sermons to be, there is another that outshines them all because it is so very personal in my life. If you take time to read the story of Jacob and Esau, these were rascals. You wouldn't want your children playing with their children. You wouldn't want to get into any business dealings with either of these guys for any amount of money. They were rascals. They were weasels. They were connivers. And yet their story is in the Bible. Today we hear the beginning of the story. How dad favored one and how mom favored the other and how they connived and manipulated and cheated their way for most of their lives. But next week we shall look at endings or actually at new beginnings and new understandings and new ways of living life. And what these stories tell us 
is that God will change us, but sometimes God will take a lifetime to do it. At the end of his story and all the way up to today, Abraham is known as the father of faith. But in the beginning, Abraham did not trust God. Not just once, but several times. And he treated his wife as a possession to be traded. Jacob began as a cheater, a manipulator, a weasel. And those are the good words about him. In the end, Jacob gave birth to the nation Israel. He was united with his brother and clung tightly to a strong faith in our God. Esau went from being someone who did not care about the most important things in his life to creating a nation, the Edomites, to being a man blessed with a large family who now walked with authority and honor and respect and who walked with his brother that he had once sworn to kill beside him. How did this happen? How were the lives of these dramatically sinful brothers so dramatically changed? It all began because God had a plan. A plan for Abraham and Sarah, a plan for Jacob and Esau, a plan for you and me. A plan of promise, as Jeremiah says, a plan to prosper us. Oh, that does remind me, I have made some pretty good deals in life. I have never traded my birthright for a bowl of stew and been happy about it. But I have made some good trades. I traded condemnation for mercy. I traded darkness for light. I traded guilt for forgiveness. I traded pride in myself for pride in our God. I traded selfishness for joy in the Lord. Oh, and the best one of all, I traded sin for salvation. I traded sin for servanthood. All because God has a plan. No matter how deep the water you're in, no matter how many the alligators are that are surrounding you, God has a plan. And you and I are in it. God took incredibly sinful lives and rewrote their stories. How did Jacob and Esau, with God's help, overcome such sinfulness? How did they find a way through? 
I mean, they had the scars, the wounds, the memories of all they had done wrong. They carried the pain in their hearts and made it and were used by God. Would you like to know how? Then come back next week. That's when we will hear such gloriously good news. One more bad trade. Worse than swapping your birthright for a bowl of stew. Jesus Christ, the living Son of God, the Messiah, heir to the birthright of God, giving Himself as a sacrifice for our sins. While we were yet sinners, while we were living in disgrace. You see, in God's plan, even bad deals turn out good. Have you heard your sermon yet? Amen.